I'm Trent Norris, fund manager at Sterling Capital. And this is Michelle Nipko. I'm the podcast host, and welcome to the One Trade Podcast. All right. Happy Monday, Trent. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Michelle. Happy Monday. Um, so first of all, I'd like to say we're thrilled about the response to our first couple episodes. We had listeners from 41 different countries and 258 different cities around the world. So oh, that's terrific. Isn't that fantastic? So welcome back if you're coming back and also welcome to newcomers. Um, don't forget to follow us and or subscribe. Um, I also would encourage you to listen to our, our past episodes. You know, we're recommending asymmetric trades that are for the long term. So it's not like it's just for that week. It's it's for the next couple of years. So uh, anyway, Trent, I'm so excited to talk about and hear your perspective about this last week. Things are clearly a changing, you know, oh, I give it's you, wild out there. It, it's it's wild. And I give you massive kudos. You came to me about a month ago for the idea for this podcast. And you said, Thank hey, you. you know, things are really changing in the macroeconomic environment. I, I would like to put a podcast out there just to educate people to share with them what you are seeing and things that were working before aren't going to be working anymore. So, right. so, and that's what we're seeing right now. So we'd love to hear from you, what you're seeing, what you're thinking about this, this last week. Well, thank you, Michelle. It was very well said. So yeah, so basically had a double barrel shotgun, you know, from fiscal and monetary stimulus that started during March of 2020. And what that did was that rocketed risk assets to incredible heights. And so we all know this, this includes tech stocks, AMC, GameStop, SPACs, crypto, NFTs. Basically, the markets were turned into a giant casino. Right. And right. And many new retailers or many new retail investors were on lockdown. Right. So and they're speculating in the markets and even like the housing market participated with 20 percent plus gains in many areas. So I would I would say it was hard not to make money. Right. right. It just felt like you put money in, you would get return. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah, if you had money in assets, and assets were being driven up by all of this stimulus that was going on. Yes, I agree. And how now? What's different this time is now we have the highest inflation numbers in the last thirty-nine years. So what that means is this is a problem for the Fed and for Congress. You either fight inflation or you continue to support the stock market. And inflation's bad, as we know, as it erodes the purchasing power of everyday expenses. And consumer price inflation, right? It hurts the working class and the poor the most. Oh, for sure. Just just basic groceries are more expensive by it's crazy. It feels like thirty percent. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know what it feels like is not going up is salary. <laughs> <laughs> well, right? that's good. We're all buying salary right? then. No, that's <laughs> just salary. Right. Salaries. Oh, salaries. Nice. So, okay. Yeah. And I'll, so, yeah. And, and I'll say that both sides of the aisle are hearing it right from people that, Hey, we got an inflation problem. And so I think this is the main thing that uh, the fed and politicians are now concerned with are is inflation. And so what does that mean for the stock market's future? Well, I, I don't believe the fed can reverse course easily on fighting inflation as maybe others mm-hmm. might think. Sure. You know, it might take limit down days where the circuit breakers are hit in the markets, a possibly maybe overall markets could drop by 25% or more before the Fed changes course. And I mean, currently, as we know, half of the NASDAQ stocks are down over 
already from their all-time highs, and the Fed stank put. So, wow. right. So even if the stock market finds a footing soon, and I think it will, I think it will have a bounce at some point soon. It's due for one. I would argue that this will embolden the Fed even more to fight inflation. So oh, yep. in, in short, right, I think we'll continue to see a move away from growth and into value. So we'll just see that trade continuing. Yep, I think it's a really good point. And I'd like to point out that the S&P is down about 8% from the beginning of the year in 2022. And what's considered a bear market? It, it's when it's down uh, 20% or more. Yeah, I don't so, know who makes up that rule, but right, exactly, 20% or more. And <laughs> we're we're heading in that general direction. We don't know if it's going to happen, but that's the trend now. Sure, I can see that. So, so it's a general trend down. But what you're arguing, what you're saying is that it's also a movement from the high growth stocks into value, right? So it's a transition time. Right. So like on Friday when the NASDAQ, I think it was close down to 3%, the Dow was only down 1.3%, right? Because the Dow has more solid companies that make money versus, say, the NASDAQ. Yep. Yep. It's a good point. And like we're seeing Bitcoin is down 28%. And like we were talking about, you know, $1.3 trillion from its high. So. Oh, oh the crypto space in general. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah the crypto space. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so that's uh, getting hammered along with, you know, high tech growth stocks. The yeah. same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So definitely a change. So you out there as an investor and, and me as well, Trent, <laughs> when, when money is, full, you know, so we're anticipating some of these areas to continue to go down. Right. What, so for the trade of the week, what stock do you think has some, some asymmetric growth potential? Okay. Well, I'm really excited about this one. It's called MSOS and it's an ETF that's made up of U.S multi-state operator, which are called, which are cannabis companies. And because cannabis is still illegal at the federal level, these individual companies cannot be listed on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ. And I think that's an opportunity. That's, that's really interesting. Can I, can I ask you something really quick, uh, Trent? So, you know, when I think about the cannabis companies, I think of Tilray or CGC. So how is this different from Right. So those are companies that sell primarily to the Canadian market. And then they're trying to get into like the European market. But because they don't sell directly into the U.S. market, uh, which is still considered, you're right, cannabis is still illegal. They are able to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange or the NASDAQ. And so that's why everyone knows them. But as far as business models, as far as potential, I mean, Canada is basically the size of California. The crown jewel in cannabis is the United States of America. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, every time I look at the news, another state is legalizing it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's growing. For sure. Agreed. Yeah. And kind of how I see MSOS is when billion dollar funds or a big investor wants exposure into this space, they're most likely going to buy through MSOS is my bet. Because the, the best thing we can do as investors, right, is to take a position before the big money rolls in. I mean, that is how you make a lot of money is you get in early and then all this money comes in. That That's when it becomes an asymmetric trade, right? right? That's right. what we're looking for. So, and then also if you want to follow me on Twitter for individual names I like within MSOS, I, I break down some more of the individual companies. You're welcome to do so. My, my Twitter handle is at Trent Norris 13. And what is a 13 for? 
you know what? I just needed a number at the end and I just decided to use 13. It's lucky. Lucky 13. I like it. Okay. And (laughs) so overall, I think MSOS ETF makes the most sense for the majority of investors. And so this is a long-term play. And I, I, I want to make that very clear. You're going to have to have patience, I think, in this one. So I wouldn't necessarily, I'm not trying to give anyone FOMO specifically or right now, just so no FOMO getting into a full position as the chart is still technically in a downtrend since February 2021. And and typically I would have no interest in, in a chart that looks like this, but there are really some fundamental reasons that I'm willing to start a position in it. And so I, I can get into those. Yeah, let's let's talk about it. I would love to hear the the fundamentals. And um, just real sure. quick, you know, it, it just um, because it's not legal within the U.S. I On think about level. their right. at the federal level. Yes, thank you very much. Um, but I think about their their income statements and their balance sheets and the accounting standard that accounting standards that they're held to. Correct. Um, I would I would assume that since it's legal at the state level that they would have to follow the normal, you know, gap rules and those sort of things, right? That's what I'm aware of. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. So, and like um Yeah, they're le- it, legitimate businesses, correct? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, but that's what I'm trying to say. And I think that's the the change here in the cannabis industry is what used to be sold on the <laughs> you didn't go to a store. You went to the guy on the corner. The black market. And, and the black market, there you go. Nothing was tracked. So it's just a change in, I think there's growth in cannabis and in, in people using it, but it's also a change in the channels and that it's tracked in a legitimate way because these are legitimate businesses. Right. And, and that's, that's the huge opportunity. So, so mm-hmm. to, to talk about the fundamentals, so, right. So the Democrats swept in November of 2020 and there are really high expectations for federal legalization to kind of happen now. And then really nothing's been done on that front. And so what we see is that the anticipation, we kind of see it in the MS. SOS chart, uh, where it's in this continual decline as kind of apathy has entered the space. And so, and this is when I start to get excited as investors start to lose interest. Like we want to enter after all the weak hands have given up. Sure. And, and we're much closer to that than to any top, obviously, just looking at the chart. So, yeah. right. So states are legalizing cannabis, either medically or recreationally. And what's neat about it is it's a rare growth story, plus it's a value play. So MSOs, the the valuations are in the bottom one-third of all industries, and they are one of the highest revenue growth rate of of any industry. Oh, wow. So currently, so trading at 3x revenue, and historically 3x is typically their bottom, and a basket of MSOs that I follow are trading around a 9x EBITDA. So- it's that value and growth, which is nice. That's fantastic. And, and like we talked about, money is going to be looking for a place to flow to, exactly. right? And this was like with these numbers, you can see the, the business logic behind it. Exactly. And, and you know what's really neat too is the cannabis investing crowd is very passionate. So on oh, Twitter, sure. they refer to themselves as the MSO gang and that's the kind of sector that you want to be in early, right? E- even like even if it's a year early, because these sectors can overshoot massively to the upside and just get you fork. And, and that's where we want to be. We want to be in something early that has the potential to do that. And cannabis 
investors are that type of crowd that can really, you know, push up um, the excitement when it does, when the sector does start to get going. Sure. They're loyal to the sector. They're so loyal, right? They're a great bunch. So, so yeah. So in conclusion, I'd say, so I'm not trying to make a hero call here on MSOS as it's close to its 52 week close. But I just want to let people know it's on my radar as an early generational investment idea. Sure. So, right. So we could be a year or two early. So just manage your expectations. Um, and we could be setting up for potentially some false breakouts as the chart kind of has to just find a bottom. So be ready for that. Um, and it, But it could move early. So, you know, I hope we get some significant catalysts uh, to happen. But, you know. It hope, right? It's not a strategy. So, and, and I'm a fund manager who has real experience in being early as I enjoy getting into beating up sectors, but just warning, it can be lonely. So just realize that. And I mean, I actually think this, you know, talking about crypto, I think this current crypto meltdown could lead to inflows into the cannabis sector here, possibly in 2022. And that's just a hunch because that's what we saw in 2018. We saw, you know, that the cryptos kind of that, that investing, we saw money move into the pot stocks. And so I think a similar thing could happen here. That could be a potential catalyst coming up as well. Agreed. I agree with you so much. It just makes so much sense. And like we talked about, like cannabis is a tangible thing, right? right. Like, like when we talk about value, we talk about the Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So um, I just think that there's huge potential there. Right. It fits well with kind of our investing narrative of getting into real things. Like getting into things that are in there and these companies are making money. And so that's kind of the point. Mm -hmm. And so let's plan on getting like a starter position uh, if we can at a really good price this week. And then in the future, just buy those dips as we seem to be carving out a bottom here, hopefully. So Great. let's let's do that for the for our portfolio, for the one trade portfolio. And then also, so the Terminator on Twitter helped me kind of curate this investing opportunity. And uh, he's a great follow on Twitter. And his Twitter handle is at Terminator Trader. So it's just Terminator without the R in it. And interestingly, he was a trader back on the floor of the Toronto Stock Exchange in the nine in the eighties and the nineties. And then he became a liability and prop trader on desk for several major Canadian brokerage houses. And so he's well connected to Bay Street. And for those who don't know, Bay Street is like uh, the Wall Street of Canada. And so I kind of wonder if he got his name from terminating someone on a trading floor or maybe because he's just a killer (laughs) trader. But either way, hey, big thanks to you, Terminator, for helping me with this trade. Thank you, Terminator. (laughs) And thank you, Trend. Like, I I love this idea. And um, we can think about the markets as, you know, they're they're down, but that's also an opportunity time to get in and buy some some great opportunity stocks, right? Absolutely. So that- I, I, yeah, absolutely. I believe we are in the middle of a wealth transfer, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's just to continue. And we're just going to have to play it week by week and just watch and see what the market continues to reveal to us. So, as investors and traders, we really need to listen to the market because it's speaking to us right now. Yes, it's it's a real opportunity, right? right? It's a good time to get in and do an asymmetric trade. It's hard to get in at the top and have an asymmetric trade, right? It's impossible. So it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's impossible. It's asymmetric to the downside. That's the opposite <laughs> exactly, of what you want to do. Exactly. That's what you don't want. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you can tell we are good traders. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So... 
All right. Well, um, great. Thank you so much, Trent. Um, Thanks for your expertise. Thanks for all your research. And um, thanks for all of you uh, for joining us this week. We'll look forward to um, speaking with you again next week. So thanks. Take care. All right. Stay free. You too. All right. Bye-bye. And that's the podcast. If you like the podcast and would like to hear more each week, don't forget to subscribe. And of course, we'd always appreciate a review. If you'd like to contact us to learn more about Sterling Capital or just to say hi, you can email us at onetradepodcast at gmail.com. Let's have a great trading week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. And now for the required risk disclosure. The material in this podcast is presented solely for informational purposes and is not to be construed as solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any securities or any related financial instruments, nor should any of its content be taken as investment advice. One Trade Podcast accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss or damage of any kind arising out of all or any part of this material. We recommend you consult with a licensed and qualified professional before making any investment decision.